Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Mike with the Aliante Community Baptist Church. We invite you, your family, and friends to join us as we study God's Word. So, let's begin. scheduled to uh, have a concert this month, uh, February the 27th, over at the Starbright Theater. And so uh, we'd love for all of you to come out. What time is it supposed to start? The, the doors open at 6.30. Okay, so the doors open at 6.30, the concert begins at 7. Okay, very good. So uh, this, uh, this uh, month, February the 27th, 7 o'clock, over at the Starbright, and the doors open at 6.30. You invite all of your family and friends, is that right? No tickets. <laughs> no tickets, no tickets. But they take up an offering. <laughs> so, but uh, we'd love to have you uh, come out, and uh, I'll be singing uh, together with uh, Miss Athena. And uh, some of you have, uh, have uh, heard uh, Miss Athena uh, sing as well. And so we'll be doing lots of uh, Italian pieces, and uh, one or two show pieces, I think, something like that. Uh, uh, so we, uh, we also covet your prayers, amen, that will that we'll stay healthy and uh, give you an entertaining, an entertaining show. Well, I'd like you to turn in your Bibles this morning to the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 17, looking at a very, uh, very interesting uh, passage of Scripture there in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 17, beginning at verse 22, and the message is entitled, the Christian's social responsibilities. The Christian's social responsibilities. Beginning at verse 22 in chapter 17. Now while they were staying in Galilee, Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men, and they will kill him. 
and the third day he will be raised up, and they were exceedingly sorrowful. When they had come to Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, Does your teacher not pay the temple tax? He said, Yes. And when he had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him, saying, What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes? From their sons or from strangers? Peter said to him, From strangers. Jesus said to him, Then the sons are free. Nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you. Let's pray, please. Lord, as we study your word, we pray that you be our teacher through God the Holy Spirit. Illuminate our understanding that we apply your truths to our lives each and every day and serve as witnesses, witnesses to your goodness, to your love, your compassion, your forgiveness, and life. Oh Lord, we pray, speak to us through your Holy Word and by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. And so here in this passage, Jesus once again informs his disciples of future events. And last week we looked at the, the event where Jesus removed this demon from this young lad. And the disciples came to him frustrated and they wanted to know why they weren't able to do it. And he, and he said, because of their unbelief their lack of faith. And, and the child of God is to be a person of faith. And then once again, he reminds them of what is coming in the future. That he's going to be betrayed, that he's going to be killed. But he also tells them that he's going to be resurrected. But it's as though that goes into you know, one ear and comes out the other ear and dropped on the floor because it says they were exceedingly sorrowful. But in thinking about that, perhaps they thought, well, he meant the resurrection at the end of time. You follow? That he's preparing them for what they're going to be experiencing in the future. And he uses this term, the Son of Man, and that was a, a messianic term. And it's found over in the book of Daniel, chapter 17, or 7, excuse me, in verse 13. The rabbis taught that, that that title referred to the Messiah. And that's the title that Jesus used in speaking of himself. And he says he's going to be betrayed, and we know the story. Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, one of, one of those that the Lord chose to be a part of his group. Thereby, it shouldn't surprise us that even in congregations you might find people who really aren't saved, who really aren't believers in the Lord. 
And then even sadder is when you have a believer who turns his or her back on the Lord. And Jesus goes on to say they're going to kill him. Now, remember that Jesus taught that no one actually takes his life. He's talking about the fact that they're, of course, going to arrest him and they're going to go through, through the process of crucifying him. But he makes it very clear that no one takes his life from him, that he, he gives his life up of his own choosing. He voluntarily gave up his life. And you'll recall there in the, in the, uh, the Garden of Gethsemane, when they came to arrest him, this mob comes out. And Peter was ready to defend him. And he pulled a sword out and he cut off a guy's ear. So, you know, Peter was not a coward. He was ready to fight and defend the Lord. But he didn't know how to, how to not fight. You follow? And the Lord healed that, that man's ear. And he's, the Lord said that he could have called out legions of angels. But you see, this was all part of the plan. He gave up his life. But he also said that he'd be raised up, and we know the resurrection, and we, we celebrate that every year. Actually, we celebrate it every day. Amen. And they were exceedingly sorrowful because they didn't understand that within just a few short days, yes, he was going to be crucified, he was going to die, he was going to be buried, but he was also going to rise up from the dead. Three days later. And so they make their way on to, uh, to Capernaum, and there are some officers meet them, and they approach Peter concerning the temple tax. Well, this was established early on in the time of Moses, and you find it in the, uh, the book of Exodus. The, uh, the men who were from the age of 20 up to the age of 50 those who were basically working, earning a living, were to pay a temple tax for the purpose of maintaining the temple. Now, the temple was built during the time of Solomon, but in the time of Moses there was the tabernacle, and that was the central place of, of worship. And God's people had the responsibility of maintaining. That was an obligation. So. They weren't asking for something that was, you know, um, not legit. It was, in fact, required by the law. And so uh, notice uh, Peter, when they asked the question, does your teacher not pay the temple tax? He says, well, yes, or of course. <laughs> Again, he's, he's, defending, he's defending the honor of, of the Lord. Oh, that God's people today would be willing to stand up for the Lord. Amen? And Peter was, was willing to stand up. And say, yes. And so he goes into the house, and before he can mention anything to the Lord Jesus, the Lord already knows what's going through Peter's mind. <laughs> he anticipates him, the Bible says. And so he says, what do you think, Simon? Now, you can picture that interaction. 
There Jesus is asking Peter, so what do you think, Simon? I'm sure that Peter was all ears. And he says, from whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes? From their sons or, or from strangers? And of course, Peter is ready you know, with an answer. From strangers, he says. From the strangers. And then Jesus responds, and he says, then the sons are free. Now notice the position. The strangers are in a non-exempt position, or in other words, they must pay the tax. They are required to pay. Now you may have uh, driven down some roads. I remember when I was a kid, we'd go across the bridges over in uh, the Bay Area. There was a, you know, a bridge toll that you would have to pay to go across the bridge. And uh, once uh, Cheryl and I were, we were in Virginia, and uh, I didn't realize that they had tolls there too to get on certain freeways. And uh, uh, accidentally, I, I went through without paying the toll. You know, <laughs> so I thought, oh boy. <laughs> well, I, I haven't heard from them, so you know, I guess everything's okay. <laughs> you know. I said, supposedly they take a picture of your license plate and all that. Well, it was a rental car, so. <laughs> but, uh, but Jesus says, well, then the sons are free. Now, what is he referring to? He's referring to the position or the relationship of the sons or the children to the king or to the one who has the authority to, to impose the tax. And the, the answer is obvious. Well, the king's not going to tax his own kids. I don't know, maybe in this day they would. But, uh, but notice what Jesus, Jesus says here. He says, nevertheless, lest we offend them. He, he submits. He, he demonstrates humility. Why would he say that? Well, because, as we'll see here in a moment, he has a very specific relationship with the temple. So he tells Peter, he's, you know, of course, Peter was a fisherman. He says, Peter, I want you to go fishing. <laughs> so I'm sure Peter was ready. He said, you know, I want you to go down to the, to the coast, um, cast your line, and, um, and the first fish that you, that you hook that comes up, take it, open its mouth, there's going to be a coin in there. You take that coin and you pay for me and for you. Now this tax was a half shekel. And a half shekel was equal to two days wages. And so this, this coin that uh, Peter found in the, uh, the mouth of the fish is what they refer to as a stator, which was equal, it's a whole shekel. And so it was able to pay for both the Lord Jesus and for Peter. It's another lesson in that God provides his son and he provides for his children through his son. So why now would Jesus say that then the sons are free? So let's go to that next point there where it says Jesus established the standard of conduct for Christian citizens. 
Notice that Jesus submitted to human authority, and he honored the Father in doing so. There are some Christians who mistakenly think that they don't have to follow the law. That is not biblical. That is not correct. We are to be law-abiding citizens. Of all the people in the country or in the world, we are to be the most law-abiding. And we are to demonstrate patriotism and respect for our country and our laws. We are a country of laws. To be sure, we have, you know, uh, imperfections, if you will, and things that still need to be corrected. But who in this room is perfect today? And what country will you go to where you'll find perfection? It doesn't exist. The only perfect one is God himself. And like in that lesson in Sunday school that we studied this morning. Yes, there are those who think that they are better than others and they look down upon others. But we all know the real story, do we not? Only God is perfect. But we are to be examples of respect and humility and submission. Now I wish I could stand up here and say I've never exceeded the speed limit. But uh, I'm probably in good company. <laughs> yes? But you know, we're not supposed to. When we, when we exceed the speed limit, we're actually breaking the law. And so we're sinning. And we're sinning in several different ways. We're dishonoring God, and we're tempting God. You say, what do you mean tempting God? Well, you see, the speed limits are set to ensure our safety. So when we exceed the speed limit, we're actually putting our safety at risk. And in a very real way, we are tempting God. Jesus submitted to human authority and he honored the Father in doing so. And if you have any question about that, you can read Romans chapter 13 and verses 1 through 7. For in Romans chapter 1 through 7, it specifically states that Christians are to follow the law. They are to respect the law for that the laws and the governments that are in place are ordained by God. And so that those who disobey the law actually find themselves in conflict with God. And then in doing so, they should not be surprised if they actually end up losing their lives. Now as I was preparing this message, I was thinking about that video that was shown about that poor man who was arrested in Memphis and how those police officers beat that man and then some three days later he died. Well that should never happen in the United States of America. It shouldn't happen anywhere in the world. But especially in the United States of America. That should never happen. 
And I got to thinking about the man. They stopped him for a minor traffic violation, it's my understanding. But uh, from what I saw, they yanked him out of the car and they began to beat him. And at that point, I'm sure that survival, the, the survival mode kicked in. And he ran for his life, only to be then stopped by some others who continued the beating. That should never happen in America. But, sadly, tragically, the politicians, they always want to use various events, if you will, to enact certain bills or to, to take more control over the citizenry or to blow things out of proportion and to have you believe that all of the police officers are that way. That is not true. That is not correct. The vast majority, and when we say vast, we mean the majority of police, police officers are not that way. Just as we can say, not every Christian in this room here today, or in all of the other churches that are meeting, live their lives perfectly according to God's holy word. As a matter of fact, if we ask, how many of you in here are sinners today? We would all have to raise our hands, would we not? And like in that lesson this morning, we can pass judgment on the Pharisees, the religious leaders who, who brought the woman before Jesus. But then we would be just as guilty as them for judging them and judging these police officers. Yes, we need to pray for them. We need to pray for that family who lost a loved one. Now notice, Jesus was exempt by virtue of his divinity. He was exempt from paying the tax by virtue of his divinity. Together with the Father, he owned the temple. You follow? He owned the temple. The temple was his. And God the Holy Spirit, whose spirit, the spirit of God, the spirit of Christ, who hovered in the Holy of Holies there, the Ark of the Covenant and the mercy seat between the cherubim and the holy or the most holy place, what is referred to as the Holy of Holies, that was covered and barricaded by a curtain inside of the temple. And the disciples were also exempt. And why? By virtue of their relationship to Jesus and God the Father. They're sons or children of the kingdom. That's what he was saying when he asked Peter. And he said, Simon, what do you think? Of whom do the kings of the earth exact taxes and customs and tariffs, etc.? Because you see, Jesus is the king. Right? He's the king of kings. He's the lord of lords. And he was saying that they were exempt. But, but, even though he's the king and the creator, he acquiesced. 
to you. King Jesus yielded his right of exemption so as not to offend him. If anyone could have forced his right or, or demanded his right, that was Jesus. And you have people all across this country demanding their rights. It shouldn't be Christians doing that. Instead, we should be following the example of the Lord Jesus. I dare say, if we had more people following the example of the Lord Jesus, all of this other nonsense that's going on would not be occurring. Humility and respect. So what do we learn from this passage? As citizens, we have certain obligations, privileges, and rights. Obligations. And again, I was thinking about this now. This is a personal opinion. All right? I think that our country made a mistake when it ended the selective service, when it, when it ended the draft. Now, you may agree, you may disagree. I think we should do like Israel does. Over in Israel, every man and woman is required to serve at least two years in the military. You see, because so many of our young people have no idea just how wonderful the United States of America really is. And they don't really know what it is to earn a living. In the military, they learn to think intelligently, sharply. They're to, they're to be sharp, both in, in appearance, in their dress. They're to take pride, a, a good sense of pride in how they look and how they dress, as well as in how they think. They learn to follow directions. They learn to make a bed. They learn to make all kinds of beds, all right? <laughs> There's a white-collar bed. All right. There's, a, there's an open air bed, there's a laundry bed, there's a dust cover, all these different ways to make your bed. They learn to follow directions and they learn what it means to be an American. They learn how to sacrifice. They learn what teamwork is all about. They learn fidelity. They learn that this guy on my left and this guy on my right is willing to give his life for me and I'm willing to give my life for him so that my family and my friends and all those others who live and are a part of our country may live in a nation that is free, a land of opportunity. Obligations, we have other obligations and you know we have obligations, and we have privileges. Now, you know, most people don't, don't understand that to drive on the road is a privilege and not a right. They get that mixed up. They say, well, what do you mean? What's the difference between the two? Yes, it's a privilege to drive on the road. That's why they're able to charge you to go down and get that license. But to get that license, you have to pass a test, and you have to pass at least two tests. You have to pass an actual driving test, right? 
Remember when you first had to pass that test? And you have to pass the written test. Because it's a privilege. And because it is a privilege, that privilege can be taken away from you. You see, if it was a right, then it's not supposed to be able to be taken away from you. And uh, in our Constitution, we have the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights. And of course, in the Declaration of Independence, right, that we've been endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights, among which are the right to the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, I won't call out any names, okay, but uh, it's very disturbing to me that our current, uh, you know, vice uh, president, specifically in quoting these rights, left out that they were endowed by the Creator, and also left out the right to life. Said, we're given the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Because she was speaking at a pro-abortion rally. You see, because how do you speak to a pro-abortion rally and talk about being endowed by your Creator because you have to acknowledge that God is the one who created us and the right to life. You see? That is a, a right given not by the government, but by God Himself. When did the government ever give birth to a child? Well, we're just about out of time. Rights, privileges, obligations. Another obligation, and I have it there in parentheses, taxes. It's the time of year. Yes. <laughs> taxes. We're to pay our taxes. We bear the responsibility to pay tax. It makes all of these wonderful roads and highways and, and so many of the other things that are, that are available to us in the United States of America possible. It helps to pay for, for our military. We're talking about the military. But all of the other things that, that we have in this country. And so, you know, I think about someone who is, you know, they want to lie or be dishonest about how much money they make in the year so that they don't have to pay as many, you know, as much in their taxes. They're playing with fire, if you will. Would you rather pay an extra hundred or two or an extra thousand or two as opposed to going to jail for ten years? Stop for a moment and, and, and consider that. Well, at times it's wise to yield certain privileges and rights. Just like Jesus did, there are certain times when it's right and wise to yield certain privileges and rights. You know what's, what's safer when you're driving and you come to a four-way stop? Just let the others go. Because everybody seems to be in a hurry these days. Just let them go. 
Uh, that's what I do when you come to the, you know, with two people, you two, two drivers, and you come to the to the stop sign. I just just let them go. Just just walk, wave them up, let them go. So much safer. Just go ahead. <laughs> we should always seek not to offend when possible. When possible. Sometimes it's just not possible. As a matter of fact, when you, when you share the name of Jesus, people will be offended. When you tell them that you go to such and such church, they'll be offended. You go to that church. And lastly, we're to honor God the Father in our conduct as Christian citizens. And as we've said before, we ought to be the greatest examples of citizenry. We ought to demonstrate our patriotism. Now we have a right to disagree. The, the Constitution gives us the right to assemble. But it doesn't give us the right to riot. Or to burn down buildings or to crash into buildings or to vandalize and to do all. No, there, that is not a right. It's wrong when whoever does it, whatever side they're on, that is not right. We're going to sing a hymn of invitation. Maybe, maybe you've had some things mixed up in terms of being a Christian. Maybe you think that being a Christian means that you don't have to follow the law. Yes, we have to follow the law. In so much as those laws do not violate God's holy word. Or maybe you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That is, entered into a personal relationship with Him. You can do that now by a simple act of faith in prayer. As we sing, give your heart, give your life to Him. Pray, ask Him, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, be my Savior, my Lord. Forgive me for my sin. I confess I am guilty. Forgive me. Thank you for dying upon the cross for me. Thank you for rising up from the dead. Thank you for preparing a place in heaven for me. Let's stand, please. And as we sing, you come down the aisle. Make your commitment to the Lord Jesus. pray that you have been blessed by today's lessons from God's Word. And we invite you to contact us with any questions that you may have, especially questions regarding your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to help you with your walk of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and with your understanding of His Holy Word, the Bible. Our contact information is listed in the podcast show notes. May God richly bless you.